You're listening to the Tech Made Simple podcast, episode number 14. Welcome to Tech Made Simple, a podcast for people who want more from the technology they use. Here's your technology navigator, Michelle Guerra. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on another Tech Made Simple podcast episode. I want to start off this episode by thanking you, my audience, for giving me some invaluable feedback. In episode number one, I shared a buyer's guide to choosing your next smartphone. A few of you reached out to tell me how it gave you a better way to shop for what you need in your next smartphone. So I felt so inspired by that feedback that I decided to create today's podcast topic on how to be an educated consumer when buying your next computer. Computers are another expensive purchase when it comes to technology. When you determine what you need before you start your shopping, you will make smarter decisions. Understanding your needs are, is what I want to stress on this topic. Ultimately, you will be the main person using the computer, so you need to ensure you are getting the right one. First, I want to start off with, this is not going to touch on purchasing a tablet or an iPad. Those are considered smart mobile devices, and I plan to create a future episode on that topic. This will touch on selecting your next desktop or laptop that you will need to replace. Let me make another point here. Maybe you are thinking that you're using a tablet or iPad is enough for you since you only use it for surfing the internet or accessing your email. That may be true, but if you're working in a business or profession, you should use an actual computer to work on. Why? Because smartphones, tablets, and iPads are just mobile devices that you can access information on the go. They really are not meant to do extensive work or run high-end applications. I consider my mobile devices my shortcut to accessing my information on the go, meaning just to look something up or make a quick edit, but not to do real work all day long. Okay, now that I got that out, let's get started on what is required for you to know before you even step foot into a store or start the research online to purchase your next computer. Consider this your five-step checklist or buyer's guide that you can go through when you are ready to consider a purchase for your next computer. I promise you will be a much happier with your purchase if you do your homework and buy what you need, not what you were told to purchase. Hopefully you will get off of the someone told you scenario or accepting that hand-me-down that someone gave you because you know they are only giving you the hand-me-down because they got a new computer for themselves. Why would you want old and busted? Why not treat yourself to a new and made-for-you computer? When I worked in my corporate job, we received computers on what they call our Windows laptop refresh every three years. This meant I had to go through the buying process every three years. Three years is a typical lifespan for a Windows computer. At home in my business, I use Mac computers. I bought my first MacBook Air laptop in 2011. 
I replaced it in 2018. Yes, that is eight years that I used the same computer, but it did have its limitations at the end. Knowing the typical lifespan of a computer will give you a better indication for when you need a new one. Before I get started on this buyer's guide, just for you, my podcast listeners, I've created a downloadable worksheet that you can use to follow along in these steps. I wanted this process to seem really simple and help guide you in the right computer that you will enjoy using. I will provide a link to that freebie in the show notes. Okay, let's get started on these five simple steps to make your next computer purchase a smart purchase. So let's start with step one. Determine what you use on your computer. This step is broken down into three parts. There are three aspects to knowing what you are using on your computer. Part one is to make a simple list of the applications you use on an often basis. Just jot down the names of the applications. If you are a Mac user, then review the applications you have installed within Finder. If you are a Windows user, then review the applications you have installed within the control panel. It's possible that some of the applications you may not use frequently or may not use anymore, you will want to define if they are needed on your new one. Some apps, you may be able to get away with accessing them within your web browser, but some can only be used by installing them locally on your computer. So why is that necessary? Don't all computers allow you to install software locally on your computer? Yes, it is true that computers will allow you to install software locally on your computer, but you will need to know the requirements for each of the software applications that you use. Knowing what you have installed on your current machine will give you the best list of requirements for your next computer. Which brings me to part two of determining what you are using on your computer. Once you have a list of the applications you have installed, you will need to find out the technical requirements for each of them. What are technical requirements? This is typically the amount of RAM or memory and hard drive space you need available on your computer for the application to work optimally. I know most of you are used to use of apps with your smartphone. You just install an app if you want it. You don't have to look up how much memory or need or how much hard drive space when you want to install it. Well, computers work a little differently. You will need to know the maximum amount of RAM or memory and a hard drive space for you to install and then use the application. Using the list of applications you just wrote down in part one, just make a simple notation next to each of them for how much RAM or memory and hard drive space is required for each of them. In that freebie downloadable sheet that I created, you have a table that will allow you to note your memory and hard drive space for each of the applications that you use on your computer. Now part three in this step is determining if you will need to purchase a newer version of the software for your new computer. Sometimes the application versions won't work on the newer technology. For example, if you are using Microsoft Office applications, you may have an older version installed on your computer. Will you need to upgrade to the newer version or can you stick with the one you have installed on your old computer? 
This exercise is so important. I followed this process when evaluating what I was using on my computer in my corporate job since we would change to different software over time. Newer versions were released and thus I need to upgrade with my new computer. Going back to your list that you made for part one and part two, you can just make a small notation for part three if you need to upgrade the application for your new computer. I know what you're thinking. Why are we not even talking about the actual type of computer yet? Like, should I buy a desktop or a laptop? Stay with me here for a moment. We will get to that option in the checklist, I promise. I want you to first realize what you are using your computer for. If you don't have a specific reason why you're using a computer, you won't buy the right computer for you. Now that you have listed out what you are using on your computer, we can move to step two and determine what operating system or OS you want to use. Maybe you are a diehard Windows fan. You won't buy any Apple if your life depends on it. Why would I need to consider a different platform or OS? This buyer's guide is to help you determine your needs for a new computer based on what you use it for and how you want to work. There are three major types of operating systems or OS for personal computing that are widely available for purchase. I know most of you are aware of Microsoft Windows and Apple's Mac operating systems. However, I want to to break down the types so that you might consider the right platform that is right for you. Windows OS is the most widely used by consumers. Why? Because Microsoft has been the industry leader for many years and it's the most identifiable OS. However, in my humble opinion, I consider this OS the most complicated operating system on the market. Let me tell you why I believe that. When you get an error on your Windows PC, do you feel like you can easily identify what the issue is and fix it yourself? More than likely, no. Most companies hire IT people to manage all of their Windows PCs, meaning they have to have someone around that can fix any issue you have on your PC at any given time, so that you don't have any downtime to your productivity. Windows OS can be installed on all different kinds of hardware, leaving yourself open to potential issues if you are using something that really hasn't been rigorously tested by Microsoft. That's why I believe that Windows OS is more for corporate or large businesses who can handle the management of the computer. Most people I know that consider themselves techies use Windows because they get more out of the platform. But for the not-so-tech-savvy people, it may be what you are familiar with using, but you are typically lost when it comes to getting help with issues you may be experiencing. Apple's Mac OS has become more popular with personal and small businesses. If you have any Apple mobile devices like an iPhone or an iPad, then you might want to consider switching to Mac OS. The OS really looks and feels more similar to their mobile system. Another plus to Mac OS is Apple builds their OS on their own hardware, meaning they use their OS on hardware that was built or produced by Apple. 
When I moved from Windows to Mac in 2011 for my home computer, it was a small learning curve for me, but I had less issues with my computer. Apple does pride themselves on their Genius Bar in their store. If you ever have an issue, you can certainly make an appointment or stop by the store and ask your questions. You won't have to search for the technical person to help you fix an issue you have with a Mac computer. And now on to the third type of OS. Chrome OS. You may have heard or seen Chromebooks in your local retail stores. It's becoming more popular for people that want to basically surf the internet only with a lightweight computer. So what is Chrome OS? Chrome OS is an operating system designed by Google that gives the Google Chrome web browser as its main user interface. Chrome OS primarily supports web applications, meaning you won't be able to install any of the apps that you listed in step one from your old computer. Chrome OS has apps that you would install within your Google Chrome browser called extensions. Extensions are small software modules that customize your web browsing experience. I would consider this option only if you are wanting to be mobile and only need an internet browser to connect to your work. If you see yourself only using your Chrome browser on your current computer, and that is the only app you use, then this platform might be for you. So there you have it. There are three major platforms for you to choose from. Now all you have to do is identify which platform you want to go with for your next computer. If you are considering a switch from Windows to Mac or the other way around, you will have to also take into account that all the applications you listed on step one will need to be repurchased again. These operating systems are not the same and use different platforms so you will have to buy the application on the specified OS that you switch to. Before I left my corporate job in 2015, which is not that long ago, most of my coworkers were switching to Mac OS from a Windows laptop because it just worked better for them. They knew they were going to have to suffer by not having the same applications on their laptop, but they were willing to take the leap. Most software companies are now moving to the cloud-based platform for their applications, meaning allowing you to access the application through a web browser and not have to install anything on your computer. In 2011, I switched from using a Windows desktop at home to use a Mac OS laptop. The main reason I switched was that I had an iPhone and an iPad. It just worked similar to those technologies, which made it easy for me to switch. Yes, I had to repurchase all the applications I was using on my Windows PC, but it certainly made me rethink what I was using on my computer and if I really needed it going forward. All right, now on to step three, which is deciding if you want a desktop or a laptop. The first thought that comes to mind on this option is to determine if you want to take your work with you on the go or work in a stationary place. Meaning if you had a laptop that you don't take out of your house or office, but you want to work in different places, the desktop doesn't give you that option. The desktop will give you several different benefits than a laptop. You get a bigger screen to see your work. You don't have to locate it when you need to use it because it's always in the same place. 
They don't require you to know the battery life because they are always plugged in. The laptop gives you the benefit of working from wherever you are. It's a slimmed down version of what you would get on the desktop, meaning a smaller screen, and you have to worry about the battery life if you don't have it plugged in all the time. Historically, desktops used to be the more powerful computer option available. Today, that is not always true. The laptop technology has really come far when it comes to making hardware small enough, but powerful for the user. I have two computers at home, an iMac, which is an all-in-one desktop computer, and a MacBook Air, which allows me to work from anywhere. The iMac was primarily purchased so that I would have lots of real estate, meaning lots of space on the screen to see my work in a larger size. The MacBook Air laptop was purchased so that I could take my work with me on the go. If I want to work at a coffee shop, library, or within a client's office, I can bring my laptop with me anywhere. Chrome OS is only going to come on a laptop. So if that is a choice you want, then you will have to have the laptop option for this platform. This option is meant for you to be on the go and always be connected to the internet to do your work. You listed out all the applications that you use on your current computer in step one. You also noted what each of the technical requirements were for each of the applications you will need to have installed on your computer. Now you can use that information from step one for step four, which is determining how much RAM or memory and the hard drive storage for the computer. The minimum amount of RAM or memory you can get on your computer is four gigabytes. However, I would recommend that you get at a minimum of eight gigabytes of RAM for your next computer. Most applications run fine on four gigabytes, but when you have multiple applications open at the same time, you will want to have more than four gigabytes on your computer. Storage and hard drive space will need to be determined on what you store on your computer. My iMac desktop has one terabyte of storage on the computer. I only use less than one gigabyte of space on it because I store all my files on the cloud, so I don't have to worry about space on the computer. My MacBook Air laptop has 250 gigabytes of storage on that computer. I have only used less than three gigabytes of space on that computer because I have a few more applications that I have installed on that computer that I always take with me on the go. Using the cloud to store your files may be a huge factor for you to consider. If you never want to store files on the cloud, then you will really need to consider a large hard drive space to accommodate your files and applications. If you've gone through steps one through four, you will be ready to start your shopping experience armed with the right information to make a smart purchase for your computer. Step five is the option for purchasing brand new or refurbished computers. This step will ultimately be based on the cost for your next computer, but I want to share with you some different options you have when it comes to purchasing your next one. Brand new is exactly what it is. The computer will be brand new. No one has ever opened the box or used the computer that you purchase. New is nice, but you will have to wait for certain times of the year when they go on sale. 
April, May, and September are the best times to purchase a brand new computer. Refurbished option is either an open box from a retail store or it was refurbished from the manufacturer. The open box option is when someone purchased a computer from the retail store and they brought it back to the store. Nothing was wrong with the computer. The customer just decided they didn't want that specific one. The refurbished option is typically sold through the manufacturer of the computer. They may have found a defect hardware piece and it has been replaced. Both of these options come with a full manufacturer's warranty, meaning they give you the same warranty that a brand new computer would give you. If it breaks at any point in the warranty period, they will replace it with another one. My first MacBook Air laptop was purchased as an open box from Best Buy. I got 25% off of the normal retail price and it worked for eight years. The iMac was also an open box from Best Buy and I have never had an issue with the computer. Last year, I replaced my MacBook Air laptop, but this time I bought a refurbished one from Apple. I got another 25% off of the normal retail price again, saving me just under $300. If you are in the market for a Windows platform machine, Dell and HP both have outlet stores where you can purchase the refurbished option for your next computer. For those of you that selected the Chrome OS, you may want to look at open box or refurbished through the different manufacturers that carry that type of laptop. There you have it, the five steps to buying your next computer. Hopefully you feel you have a simple process you can follow to make a better decision for your next computer. Let's recap the five-step process. Step one, you need to determine what you use on your computer. By making a list of applications, determine the technical requirements for those applications, and lastly, will you need to purchase a newer version of the application? Then step two, you need to choose the right platform you want to use on your next computer. Windows, Mac, or Chrome OS are the options that I mentioned. Know what platform will work best for you. Step three, you want to choose if you want a stationary desktop or a laptop that you can take with you anywhere for your next computer. It's not a requirement to just have one, so you can choose to have both kinds like I do, but you want to be purposeful with your choice. Step four is where you will need to determine how much RAM or memory and hard drive space you need on your computer. And lastly, step five is where you will find the best price for the next computer, whether you choose to go with a brand new or refurbished option. Sometimes cost is the main factor for making your final decision. That downloadable worksheet that I mentioned to you in the beginning of this episode has all the steps outlined so you can quickly determine your needs for your next computer. I'll provide a link to this freebie in the show notes. There are so many options for you to consider when buying your next computer. I want to provide you with the best list possible so you will make smarter decisions when you start shopping. I hope you found today's episode helpful and informative. If so, share it with a friend. If you haven't already done so, 
be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Until next week, thanks for listening.